BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, we're Carlene and Jill, hosts of Breaking Beauty Podcast, the show all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. On our show, you're going to find hella inspiring guests like Emily Weiss of Glossier, and you'll get beauty tips galore from the top pros in the industry, like Kim Kardashian's makeup guru, and you'll hear skincare secrets from the likes of Dr. Pimple Popper. Plus, you'll get shopping help with our Damn Goods episodes, where we review the latest products hitting store shelves to let you know what's actually worth your money. Listen every Wednesday to Breaking Beauty Podcast. Hi, I'm Caroline Stanbury, and I am divorced, not dead. I'm a former Bravo TV star and now former wife. Fresh off the back of my divorce, I'm bringing real stories, real life, real talk on all things that aren't said between each other, society, the sheets, and everything in the middle. And lucky me, you'll be joining me for the journey. So buckle up. Welcome back to another episode of Divorced Not Dead. And today I'm so excited because I have somebody who's become a friend. She was a friend, Mona, and she's my good friend now, Bonnie Somerville. Yay! And I've been on her podcast. So if you guys don't know, follow Bonnie. Hi. Hi, Bonnie. Hi, gorgeous. We have an interesting story. So we've been um, sort of fangirling over each other, haven't we? A little bit, I think, um... Bonnie's new boyfriend thinks we are insane. Beyonce. Beyonce. Oh, same as me. I, I never, <laughs> I don't use that word. Do you? I hate it. I actually feel at 47, it is embarrassing. Yes. Thank you for saying that. I, 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 yeah, it's weird. Sergio gets upset with me too. He's like, fiance, not boyfriend. But I'm like, oh, hello, this is my fiance. So I think it was quite interesting actually, because we met through uh, Instagram. I was just saying off the air that I loved Ladies of London, I loved you. And I was like, I wish I could meet this girl. It Like, this is the type of chick I want as a friend. And I was such a fan, which I never do this. And I reached out to you and you were so kind and you kept getting back to me. And then we started this exchange. And then I was going through a rough time, which inspired my podcast, Second Act, about, you know, falling down, getting up, divorce, work, whatever it is. And you just absolutely ripped me a new asshole. And you were like, what is your problem? And you were so honest and amazing. <laughs> I remember sitting at this bar in, in Venice and you were sending me these voice notes and giving me this advice when I really was having a hard time. And I don't know, it, just, it meant a lot to me because, I mean, I don't know, you just kept responding. And it was like, you were like, stop complaining, get up start over and you were just so amazing it meant a lot to me yeah 
<laughs> which I've never done that. <laughs> well, you know what? It's really special because I'll tell you something. With me, I'm sort of like Marmite and I'm learning as I get older. You know, I've just sort of pointed something out to a friend who really didn't want to hear it. And I'm one of my best boyfriends goes, oh, God, you didn't say it your way, did you? And it goes, well, I don't, you know, nobody comes to me to wrap things up in a bow. You know, everybody that knows me at all knows that I'm the wrong person for the bow. You know, I'll just tell you honestly. And that's not to say, by the way, everyone, that I think I'm perfect. I can look at your life and judge you and, and help you. I, maybe I don't see myself, but I think I'm pretty good and pretty um, astute and sort of heli helicoptering my own life too. But I think with you, Bonnie, it was really interesting because, and really actually interesting and something that's why, well, first of all, we'll go back to the topic of this po podcast and what I've chosen for you. Oh God, God help me. Yes. Oh God help me. By the way, you were not judgy. What I mean is I can see clearly. Yeah. You don't bullshit, which is why I loved you on the show and why, because I'm very, as you know, now that we're becoming friends, I also have no filter, maybe not the same way as you, but I don't have a filter. So people like you, I just resonate with. And I, I was like, I, I want to be this, this woman's friend. You are very self-aware too, by the way. She doesn't get upset. She's very self-aware. And I think that this is what's so good between women is when you have a true friend and a friend that doesn't sort of have to wrap things up so that you feel, you don't have to take it, by the way. You don't have to take everything and run with it. You just have to sort of like, sometimes it's good to take someone else's perspective and sit with it. So I think, you know, actually, Bonnie, I was doing the things about the podcast and it's actually going to be interesting for you because doing what we do, I've realized that your favorite topics out there are when we, <laughs> when we give you real tips. So I was looking at numbers and things like this and which were people's favorite podcasts that I've done. And it's where people, we kind of really answer a question that people are stuck with, like how to end a divorce, how to get out of a mindset, how to, right? So I thought about you and I today and what we would talk about. There's three slight topics, which I think are very interesting for us. I think a lot of it is moving on from the past, you know, moving on because when you've had a big life like you have, then maybe you have a bit of a lull of a normal life. And then it's quite hard because you refer a lot to the life you used to have. And then I think also at 40, becoming a stepmom. And that's a pretty major life change, you know, and that's for a lot of women, very scary when you've chosen, may have chosen, I don't know your situation, chosen maybe not to have your own kids to then take on somebody else's that are already teenagers. So I think that is a fascinating topic, both sides, if you're happy to go there, Bonnie. Oh, no, I'm happy to go there. But I just want to say to everybody listening, like your podcast is so inspiring and it's huge and mine is nowhere near yours, but I've listened to every episode and I said to, you know, Dave, my whatever, boy toy, fiance, whatever. I said, like, I literally like reached out to this woman and I was, and she was like, got back to me and you're, honesty really at a time when I needed it. Like you were like, stop it, stop fucking complaining, get up, be quiet. And, and, but I just want people to know, like, that's part of why I love, love you. That's uh, the part of why I love your personality because your honesty and your strength. Bonnie and I have very parallel lives, except <laughs> I wasn't on TV before. And I think being an actor and famous and having all of these things is, is it's, a, it's a very different world. And I think you get used to, you know, everybody knowing your name and everybody loving you. And I think, you know, when I, when I met you, Bonnie, you hadn't got a Dave yet. Remember Dave hadn't quite oh, come no. on the scene. 
So, you know, Bonnie was in a very different part of her life, I think. You know, obviously, you have a little bit of fame left over, but you're not quite where you were. You're in your 40s, so maybe you're not getting the roles that you wanted anymore, you know, or the roles that were coming have dried up, and which, I mean, they've dried up for everybody. It's COVID. A lot of filming wasn't really happening back, back then. You had, you know, when we met. Yeah, and I had also just seen all of my friends like you. I was a bridesmaid eight times. I have four godchildren. I got let go from a show. The relationship that I thought was the one, I had just frozen my eggs. We can go into that, which I love you. I love you for what you're doing for women. Everything just, my stepfather died. I was like, are you fucking kidding? Like, what else could happen? And I just, I hit rock bottom. And that's what my podcast second act is about, which is also why I wanted you on because you were the definition of second act. But it was, I literally went from Everything just went, and I kind of gave up. I gained 20 pounds. I yeah, you were drinking more, I think. Drink, oh my God, everything. And I was like, But you also, you were living in this past life. Like, I remember you were showing me pictures of how you used to look versus now. Now, nobody looks the way, you know, I can find you pictures of me 20 years ago too. No, you do, you do look the way you used to look. No, I, mean, I, I, I actually prefer myself now, but you know, than I did then. And that's what's interesting. Nobody looks like you, Caroline. Bonnie, you do. You just don't see it. You are gorgeous. It's just that, you know, you have this, it's a self sort of doubt in a way. I have a lot of friends who are actors and I think it comes from acting too. It is not a job that you feel very secure day in, day out. You know, you've got someone telling you you're either too old, you're not right for the part. I wonder if that leads a lot to the sort of living in the past because, you know, obviously, I guess when you were younger... And, you know, you get a role like Friends. You're on a roll, right? Everybody wants to know you and you think the roles aren't going to stop. I mean, take us back sort of to that sort of time. They didn't. I mean, for 15 years, I I literally couldn't walk out the door without, like I just did a podcast this morning for uh, The O.C. Remember that show? Yes, loved it. Because I was on The O.C. and I had to watch a bunch of episodes and Dave was with me and I was watching these episodes And I started to just be like, oh my God, because at the time I didn't see myself the way that like how you're raising your daughter and how you are, I just, and now I'm like, I wish I could go back and tell that girl like how beautiful, because at the time I was fucking smoking hot. I had a record deal. I had, I mean, I had everything, but I didn't even know. And now, but it's like you say, I know not living in the past, but I'm like, why didn't I know? And that's what kills me. So I was sitting with Dave and I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. And he was like, babe, be proud of who you are now. Like you can't go back. Let's take a little break from the show and discuss one of my favorite British brands. Elemis is the number one luxury British skincare brand that believes in truth in beauty. For over 30 years, they've introduced decadent formulations that respect the skin while delivering truly remarkable results you can see and feel. With a foundation in aromatherapy, a belief in science, a passion for nature, the luxury skin wellness brand has created powerful results-driven products in skin-friendly formulations for over 30 years. Elemis is globally recognized for harnessing the power of nature's finest actives, high-performance delivery systems, and revolutionary technology to create skin-friendly formulations that deliver results that you can both see and feel. 
Quality and safety are in their DNA and each groundbreaking formula contains absolutely zero harmful ingredients. Renowned for their one-of-the-kind textures and signature aromatics, Elemis is committed to elevating your everyday routine to a sensorial self-care ritual. Elemis believes skin wellness, proven results, feel-good skincare, and transparent innovation. So I've heard so much about their best-selling cleanser, Pro Collagen Cleansing Balm. I really wanted to try it. Elemis was kind enough to send me a jar and let me tell you the hype is real. It's amazing. It has this unique transformative texture that melts away every bit of makeup, grime, daily impurities for a soft, smooth and glowing complexion. It nourishes as balm, easily removes makeup as cleansing oil, hydrates as cleansing milk. It feels like a spa in a jar, ladies. It contains a gorgeous blend of nine essential oils, including lavender, chamomile, and eucalyptus. I'm absolutely hooked. Unlike other cleansers that leave your skin feeling dry and tight, Pro Collagen Cleansing Balm leaves my skin feeling nourished, smooth, and super soft. There's a Pro Collagen Cleansing Balm for everyone. This cult favorite cleanser is available in original, rose-infused, and there's even a new naked, which is fragrance-free. I love Pro Collagen Cleansing Balm so much, I want you to try it too. For almost 20% off, visit elemis.com and enter code NOTDEAD20 to enjoy 20% off full-size products. Happy shopping. Dave's amazing. And that's, you know, I think you did that on the phone to me the other day where you were like, you know, oh, you have this and this and this. And I'm like, but you have this. You have all of this right now. There are many women like, I mean, those of you that can't see Dave, Dave's quite hot. Um, Oh, he's very hot. He's a dilf. Dave's a dilf. Um, We love Dave. And Dave, Dave puts up with her shit. Can you imagine poor Dave living in the past? I have said to her, you need to go. There are many women every day that would wish to trade lives with you today. I know you want to trade lives back there and tell yourself in hindsight how to maybe manage your career and be more grateful. But, you know, find me a 20-year-old on the planet that's grateful and knows what they've got. No one. You know, I mean, no one. And that's part of the journey. But I'm also like now it's like forgiving myself, uh, learning like you, you know. But why forgive yourself? Why spend that time? Why waste that time forgiving yourself? Forgiving yourself for what? For having a great fucking career and great life. I made a shitload of bad decisions. I mean, I blew through all my money. I, I dated the wrong guys. I did the I don't same. mean forgive myself pathetically. I mean, just let myself off the hook, which is why I love your divorce not dead, is that you are so unapologetic and you're like, this is who I am. And this is what I'm doing. And I, I, by the way, after you did my podcast, my, I was up thinking, oh shit, I didn't ask her this. I didn't ask her that. But it's like, I don't know if it's how you were raised, but I was raised with this Catholic guilt and, but you just don't have that. It's like you live unapologetically and that's what you're teaching these women now, which is amazing. Okay. I blew through a lot of my money and I always thought my ex-husband would be there. So my money that I was making, which was ridiculous at the time, I used to, you know, decorate a house buy Hermes bags, fly around the world, none of which is tangible today, right? I don't have anything that I'm actually starting again at 45. I don't think about it. I didn't even sign, you know, in my divorce deal with my ex-husband, I didn't go after anything. 
Like I really didn't, not one penny more than he wanted to give me. Because my view, my friendship with him is more important than the money he would give me. Because if- But is that how you were raised? Honestly, no, Carolyn, I'm no, curious. No, my parents are still together, but if the, because my view is if the shit really hits the fan and I have a friend in him and I speak to him every day, he will come back and help me if I need to. But right now I have two legs, two arms, and I work every fucking day. And, <laughs> you know, and I hustle, I hustle, you see me, I mean, my days are ridiculous. One one minute I'm in a hotel, the next minute I'm playing Scrabble, the next minute I'm flying to here. I make it look easy. It's not fucking easy. It's a job. If it was easy, everyone would have it. They're my jobs. I do this all day long. And how has it become successful? It's become successful because I am not filtering myself. So I'm not going to forgive myself for spending all my money in Hermes. You know, I did it. I just think like when you did my podcast, Dave was sitting on the bed because he's my, you know, I don't have a production company. We do it ourselves. And when you went into that, which you guys are going to hear Caroline, like rip me a new asshole and go, Bonnie, like you can sleep when you're dead. And Dave is like you, he gets up at five. He runs six miles. He's got two, he's got kids. He has his own company. He's doing my career. You know, I don't know if that's something you're born with or a personnel. I, I don't know. Like or, you guys are real, is you guys just, are doers. Or is it just a hustle? Is it the fact like you are now in a position that you've, you've got yourself into, now you make it right, but you're not even doing that badly. You've now got a man who is, is pushing you forward. So like yeah. I found a man that worships the ground I walk on. So Me which, too, yeah. Yeah, which makes it easier to go to work. What man will wake up at five o'clock in the morning or whatever to do your podcast? For what? Yeah. Are you going to pay him? No, I'm not paying mine yeah. either. So, you know... But Dave said something that I thought was really, cause you know, like you, he's very honest and direct. And he was like, you know what I think it is? He's like, you were 18 years old. You were super pretty. You, you got discovered by an agency. You went to Europe, you modeled, then you had a record deal. And he goes, and you, it was very easy for you. And I could eat McDonald's three times a day. And honestly, Carolyn, I didn't work out. And he said, and I think the problem is it came so easy for me for so long that when, when everything fell apart, he was like, you're pissed off that now you've gained weight, the phone isn't ringing. And he was fucking brutal. And he was like, it's bullshit. And I, I had to look at myself and go, you're right. And my resentment that it all went away caused me to self-sabotage because I was pissed off that I didn't get the life I thought. That is a very, very, very important lesson to the girls out there. And it's something I've talked about before. I mean, one of the biggest detriments to a woman is being too pretty, too young. I've got to be honest. I was not that pretty that young at all. I had I had to wear headgear at school, which, you know, was very hard for me. I was everybody's friend, but, you know, I just wasn't the pretty one. It wasn't my favorite time in my life. But I, I do know all of those girls, that the ones, the pretty girls at school, that everything came so easy for. And the thing is, it like doesn't prepare you for real life. I have girlfriends of mine who were models who would go out for dinner with a man. And by the time they'd come home, the guy bought her a Range Rover. I'm like, I didn't even go out on a date where I didn't have to pay for half of it. It was like, how the fuck does that happen to people? Or they're given credit cards. It's like insane. And I'm like, okay, but now I'm so grateful, grateful that that didn't happen. You can change your looks. If you work and you're, you're clever, you know, and I'm not talking surgery, but, you know, with a few tweaks, you know, dye your hair, get makeup, you can make yourself a pretty girl at any stage in life. Know how to dress, pull yourself together, all of these things that you don't learn when you're in school. But you cannot learn how to take care of yourself when someone has literally fed you 
all your life and told you you're beautiful and things come easy. Yeah, do you want it? Because you're absolutely right. Suddenly we hit 35, 40 and we're not quite as beautiful as we were. We're, we're cool. But like there's a shitload of like young whatever's coming up behind us. And, and but now- also, you know, I dated one of your friends. I mean, I don't want, know if I could say his name, but like when I went to Boston College, also because my dad left when I was a kid, I was like, it was like there was two sides of me, right? There was like the needy and secure side. Then there was the side that was like, oh, you can do, you know, you're, you're not good enough so for I was me. Not good enough. So I did, that's why I said when I look at that girl, I want to go back and give her a hug, which by the way, I do a journal to that little girl. But so I was always fighting with, well, I don't really deserve this. So it was like I was two people. Do you know what I mean? Like I was two people. I didn't think I deserved it. So let's take a little break from the show and discuss something I think the summer months brings close to all our hearts, which is frankly shaving. Shaving used to be something I totally dreaded and Athena's Club's products make it so much more fun and easier to shave. Not only is it simply the prettiest razor I've ever seen, but it's so gentle on my skin, leaving it moisturized, super smooth and bump free. It's designed with a built-in skin guard to help prevent razor burn and gentle on the curves. So it's no wonder their razor has thousands of five-star reviews. I mean, honestly, girls, I've tried so many razors and I have the boniest, boniest legs and I literally gave up because I kept cutting them. And this has totally changed that for me. It sort of glides over and uh, misses my bones somehow. No idea how, but it works. The razor blade is surrounded by a water-activated serum with shea butter, hydraulic acid, which is the holy grail of skincare. The best part is the razor kit is only $9 and comes with two blade heads, a magnetic hook for the shower storage, and your choice of handle color. And the razor has cute color options, but also has the black and the white razor for all of you minimists out there. I personally have pink because everything in my house is frankly pink. Plus, you never have to worry about running out of refills or being stuck with dull, overused razors. You can choose how often you replace the blades and they ship them to you for free. That means fresh, ready to use razors always arrive when you need them. Athena Club has the dreamiest shaving foam that will leave your skin soft, hydrated, and smooth. That's, I think, the key to not nicking your legs. I'm not really sure how it works, because as you guys know, I'm used to all this stuff, but the foam is life-changing. Show your skin you care with Athena Club Razor Kit. Sign up today, get 20% off your first order, and just go to athenaclub.com, use promo code DND. That's A T H E N A C L U B.com, promo code DND for 20% off. I think the key is now, Bonnie, having got yourself into a situation where, as you said, I mean, it's so funny. When I met you, you were drinking too much, you put on weight, no mm-hmm. jobs, and no boyfriend. Nope. Cut to six months later, but life has a funny fucking way. It has to drop you and then suddenly goes, now look, you should appreciate today, you've lost the weight, you have a fucking hot boyfriend and friends have just called you for a reunion. I mean, you know, but that's what's the beauty of life. In 24, I've been on the floor where I'm like going, oh fuck, I've lost everything. Literally. Really? Everything. Really? Yes. Really? And then I, I can't believe that about you. Cause I just- I'm not I, on the floor. I'm going, fuck, what am I going to do? And like, I, I, I go into a complete panic state. My, my One of my, my best friends is always like, you're not happy and this is a crisis. And, and that's what pushes me on. And then I go, then I go, this is how I'm going to fix it. I do fixing. You do 
reminiscing. Yeah. And I think that's the bad thing for you. Mine drives yeah. me forward. Yours drives you backwards. Every time you hit a bump in the road, you go, well, it wasn't like that back then. And that's what you need to do is close the door in your head about back then. Back then has gone. And, you know, if I was Dave, I'd be like, holy fucking shit, I've heard enough about back then. To be brutally honest, like we've had conversations where, you know, because I'm older and he's had a life like you did and children and I'm, you know, jealous or, and he's like, get the fuck over it. Like, like I had a life before you. I had a life. I had children. I was married. It's not my fault that you didn't. So I've had to do a lot of work. Like he's like, get the fuck. Like, because you're right. I do live in the past. There comes a time, Bonnie, that you have to stop the work even. Like do now. That's my point. And, And you're not alone, by the way. It's not like I'm, you're so not alone in this. It's so female to do this. And that's why, you know, just be careful you don't lose the good thing you have today because you're still focused. Imagine being the guy. Like, they can take it for a bit, but like afterwards it's like, well, my life was so much better then. Who the fuck am I? I've just come into your life. I'm doing everything. Like, you know, because if you look at it and, you know, your podcast is based on it, you have got a second chance. So many women don't. You know, you need to lead by example now. You know, you can't have a podcast called Second Act if you don't fucking have a second act. If yours is about (laughs) the first one. You know what I mean? You need to let go of the first one. It's gone. It's over. You're not going back, Benjamin Button. We are in our 40s. You choose happiness. It's a choice. Really? I went to boarding school from 6 to 18. I've said this in all my podcasts. And at the end of the day, it was extremely hard for me. Like, I really, really struggled for all of those years. You know, I used to cry myself to sleep. There was nobody coming. You don't have the love of a mother. I came home three times a year. That was it. So at that point, you go inside a lot and you go, okay, either decide that you're going to change the story in your head and you internalize. You see, you've changed the story that, you know, you've been hard done by, right? Well, but the the interesting thing, Caroline, I didn't, honestly, I moved to LA with, $500. I was 20. My mom was like, if you drop out of school, you're cut off. And I truly was like, I had the balls that you would not believe. But then somewhere along the line, maybe it's because having thing, you know, had two record deals, won a Grammy for a soundtrack, everything, breakups, yada, yada, somewhere. And I just lost that kind of maybe being an actress and seeing my friends get married and have kids. I don't know. I, I just lost it. I became afraid. I think as women, I became afraid. Okay, but now, in a way, but, life, has, life has pushed you over, kicked you, and told you, now wake up. But you're not really waking up yet because you're still... No, I am. I am. I, I'm telling you, you, when you said on my podcast, Bonnie, and also why I love you is when you sent me those voice notes when I was sitting at that bar, like, I really, truly feel like, like I said today on this podcast for the OC, I was like... I thought I was, I would never meet the love of my life. And I met him at 46 and like, what's wrong with that? Nothing. Like, and that's no, no, so I'm amazing. changing. Yeah. I'm changing. It's amazing. And he's good looking and he loves you. And he's, so, so this is a, a, another part of the story. So yeah. did you by choice not have children or you just never, never met the right guy at the time? I was like a serial commitment phobe. My therapist, <laughs> she said like, I always had a boyfriend, like even since college, like, you know, Dino, it, all those, but I would, pick guys that I knew I would never actually marry, but I was always like, what do you mean? I have a boyfriend. And I had like many opportunities. And then 
like I said, all my friends are having babies, but I was like a late bloomer. Like I was just, if I met Dave when I was in my thirties, oh my God, I was a, I was a disaster. And when I turned 40, which is, I love that you're telling this to women. I did a charity event uh, for domestic violence, which is important to me because I grew up with that. And this doctor won lunch at Soho house with me and he was a fertility doctor. And he said, what are you doing? You know, how you're not. And I was like, eh, I'm 40. And he was like, I'll give you a free round. And how I, many eggs did you get? By the way, I only got three. I got six the first time and I got three the second time. But honestly, I love that you're telling women to do this. And I've said this recently, I was single and I thought, I don't know. And he was like, I'll, I will do it for free because I love what you're doing for these women. And honestly, what a blessing. So I did it in my mind. I thought, I would have the, you know, the kid, but now looking back also subconsciously, I was not ready. I was not ready. You know what I mean? And I was, and by the way, I don't think that that's, there's anything wrong with this. You know, anything that Sergio has taught me is that age really is a number. I am much more immature than he is much. more. (laughs) No, but it's not, it's no joke. You see me, I'm on the floor, like giggling and like, I'm doing cartwheels in the morning. It's like, I mean, what f- I'm like, oh my God, when he when I realize I'm 45, when I realize in my head, which I haven't yet, you know, I'm like, who behaves like this at 45? He's always going, he's like, look at me now. Look how I'm sat. He goes, what 45-year-old woman even sits like this? And I'm like, you're right. But isn't it amazing that you met a guy? Because I wanted to ask you this on my podcast, but I didn't have enough time. But like the way you are now and you're so in love, I remember somebody was like getting love poems on ladies of London. And you were like, "Ugh, if a guy did that to me, I would be disgusted. And now I see you, he gives you so much love. And I relate to that because if, if anybody told me that I would be in this position, I was like, go fuck. Absolutely not. So let's take a little break from the show. And again, discuss something so dear to my heart because so many people today are struggling. And as the world is racing to get back to normal and start meeting up again in person, but after the year we've all had, getting back to feeling normal really takes time. And, you know, using something like Talkspace, which is the number one online therapy platform to help you sort through your issues, is so beneficial to you. I can't tell you. I personally feel like prioritizing your mental health and getting back out there and being able to see people and not feeling scared to meet up with your friends and family. And we've all been told that it's, you know, such a scary big world out there that, you know, just talking through these issues with somebody is so helpful. If you're feeling overwhelmed by it all, you're not alone. And it's important to find the support that you need to face those feelings and move forward. We all talk to our friends when we experience issues, but they all don't always give you the best advice. You know, talk space is like confiding in a friend, but it's getting practical advice and getting unbiased feedback and advice from a licensed professional that can be refreshing and actually rewarding. So when you're at a low point and you might feel alone, don't. Over 50% of Americans struggle with their mental health. I certainly did when I was going through my divorce. I think my husband and I went to a therapy session together and you know, it just helped sort of hear each other's point of view from somebody else. We all need help sometimes. And asking for support when you need it is actually a sign of strength. 
Talkspace makes it so easy to match with a licensed therapist and schedule live video sessions or from the comfort of your device. You can start messaging your therapist the same day you sign up. So to start feeling better today, match with a licensed therapist when you go to Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month with promo code DND. That's $100 off when you use code DND at Talkspace.com. I really hope this helps. Let's get back to the show. You know how rare it is to get what we've got? We've got it. So, you know, we've got men who are 150% dedicated to us, and that's insane. And you know it. The great thing is you know it. You're not looking around to see if they're looking around. You're not checking phones. You know, you, you can see it in their eyes. Now that you're there, what do you want to do? Like, tell me about becoming a stepmom. On our first date, he was like, you know, I'm done. And he was like, I have two kids. Is that a deal breaker? And I never dated a guy with kids on purpose because of my dad and my issues, right? I always had to be number one. I met Dave and I just fell madly in love. It was the best date. And he was like, I've got two kids, deal breaker. And I was like, oh. And then I said, well, I may not be done, deal breaker. And he was like, anybody else? Yes. You know, he was like, it's an open conversation. But I wanted to ask you about Sergio because, yeah, it's been an adjustment for me. I never dated anyone with kids. How I've always had to be first, children? 15 and 12. The way they welcomed me, and by the way, both their parents are amazing, like you and your ex. Like They welcomed me. They're so loving and so well-adjusted. And I grew up so with so much insanity. I'm like, wow, divorce can be like this. So Dave, Dave has a great relationship with his ex-wife. They're not best friends like you are, but they are amazing parents and they co-parent well. How do they co-parent? What's the setup? It's 50-50. He's got the girls Mondays and Tuesdays. She has them Wednesdays and Thursdays. And then every other weekend, he is so involved. I mean, they'll meet at an orthodontist appointment at 8 a.m. You know what I mean? He's a real dad, which I didn't have. But it was a real adjustment to me because I was always like, I have to be first because I wasn't as a kid. It's quite incredible what you've gone through as well, because one of the biggest things, it's not even like Sergio, because it's like dad to dad, right? Like guy to guy. You know, normally the woman coming in, a mother finds it very hard to hand over her children to another woman for the other part, right? It's because the woman takes such a lead role in this. You know, a guy can kind of sit back. Sergio doesn't really insert himself that way. But you have to take, in a way, a mothering role. How did that go down, especially when you've got older girls? You know, you've got girls who are already teens. How is the mother with you? I don't know her. Oh, you haven't met her? Not even met her a couple of times, but that's it. We have no relationship at all. But I was the one that had to adjust. They are so loving and accepting. And you know what I think it is? It's the way you are with your kids. Because their father is so loving and supportive and present, they don't feel threatened. But as opposed to me, my dad left when I was seven, you know, wasn't around. I always felt threatened, 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 threatened. It's like, you can be a divorced parent and have like the way you're parenting with your ex. Like, they're so cool. They're so cool. <laughs> it's very interesting, isn't it? I mean, Sergio, I suppose he went through a few, you know, had to jump through a few hoops for my children. For my boys, not so much my daughter. I think my daughter sort of took it at the beginning. It was, I think she sort of, she found it funny which wasn't, wasn't great. Now I think she really enjoys him. But were they ever jealous? Like, did Sergio ever get, has he ever felt threatened or jealous or? By my ex? Anything. Or the kids? Yeah, just by you, that you had this life. Like, 
or is he just that freaking? I can't believe he's that perfect. I mean, tell me he has some flaws. Oh my God, he has loads of flaws, but you know, I mean, they're, they're pretty small, but like, you know, does he get threatened? I mean, yes, he used to try. I think when my son put his foot down and would like, my son would sort of get into my bed and go, you know, no, I'm sleeping here tonight. Like, like that, like he, he's the guy. So, you know, Sergio will be moving downstairs and <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, you know, my son is what, 10. Sergio maybe didn't have the emotional maturity at the time to say, okay, this is a 10 year old boy telling you to get out of, I mean, it's essentially his room, right? His own room. Right. But you know, Zach feels that this is his, his and he's the guest. So he's like you. And they're mommy's boys. I mean, they, yeah. they love you so much. Yeah, yeah, they do. So you'll be going downstairs. And so, you know, instead of doing what, the mature thing to do and slowly doing it, it'd be like, you know, he would take him on in some respect. Like, no, you will be, you will be going down. This is my room. I, you know, and I'm like, no, 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 you need to take time and understand that this is a, this, he, he's just, I don't know how you call it. Like Zach is asserting his boundaries, his limits. Yeah. He wants to know that I'm, you know, he, like he'll come home and sort of look Sergio in the eye and look at, but with me at the side, go, mommy, tomorrow is mine and your day alone, right? And look, but looking at Sergio, not at me. And I'll go, yes, we'll have our alone day. So they, they, they had this power struggle for quite a long time, which I hated because, you know, it, my, my son is also, he knows exactly what he's doing and the tone he's saying it. And it's a, a disrespectful tone, which sort of made him rise up and go, well, actually, no, your mother and I have plans. But then I'm like, I really can't have this. Right. You know, you're not dealing. I can't have my 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 boyfriend and my son dueling every morning for my attention. So, like, I'm the only loser in this. So right. the idea that I may marry Sergio is sending him over the edge. He keeps asking me, like, if I go away on holiday with Sergio and come back, he's like, you're not getting married, are you? You're not getting married. And I'm like, what difference does it make? It's just a little, you know, if anything, it'll be a party. You know, don't worry about what that means to you. Nothing changes for you. So he's just the one that internally struggles. But, you know, I I still push back to what I want it to be and what I need. That's good parenting. Like you're giving them love and respecting their boundaries, but also teaching that I'm the mom. I hear you, but I'm, you're teaching them boundaries. Like when I met David, when I moved in, he was like, babe, you know, you can say something about the dish. You know what I mean? He's like, I want you to. I was like, what? And he was like, I love you. Like, I want you to be my partner. Like you're allowed to say that you don't like this. Or I was just like, like he made me feel because I was always threatened. Like I'm not first, but he, but he did make me feel first in a way, but also showed me what real dads are. Do you know know what I mean? Because it's a different love. And that's what I'm trying to explain. Like, and that, that was the conversation I had with Zach because he used to come into my bedroom and obviously doesn't know about sex and all these things. (laughs) You know, so he, <laughs> yeah. So he'd come, in, he'd come into my bedroom and go, well, he sleeps with you every, he thought I'd chosen him, right? He gets to sleep with you, mummy, every single night. Like it's a reward, right? And I'm like, I'm like, well, yes. And he goes, well, so he, he's new. Why, why can't I sleep here? And he can have my room. And, you know, how do you explain that to a 10 year old? You know what I mean? Like, well, yes, uh, yeah. And you have to say it's a different yeah. relationship. And that's the point. You will never beat his daughters, but it's not a race. You know, unfortunately, it's a completely different love, you know, yeah. which is he loves you and that's your compartment. But those children are, and as they should be, always yeah. going to be in his life. And always. Yeah. And first, and but I had to struggle with that because I didn't have that. 
it's a good thing you got him young. It's harder to be older and adjust. Oh my God, there's no, you know, I was saying to myself, someone was going, oh my God, you're out of your mind. He's too young and all this. I'm like, can you really see some like banker who's yeah. had an, you know, some like, he's either got three of his own kids or he's single, never been around it, that could cope with this life. Are you fucking kidding me? He'd come in and think that we all need to be committed to an asylum. <laughs> He'd be like, what the fuck is going on in this house? So no, there is no one else better for me right now at all. There is no one else that could do this kind of crazy. Last night, my son came home, he played basketball and I was on the phone to lawyers. It's perfect. Perfect for me as is. I like my crazy. But, you know, do I do I want... I I look at him in these beautiful little eyes and I'm like, okay, he deserves a baby. He wants a baby. He thinks, you know, th th there's no one else but me. Why am I going to shatter that illusion for him? Okay. So would I do it again? I mean, he has picked... We go out shopping and he's picked out baby bassinets. I mean, he looks at one and goes, we're going to have that one. He's the sweetest, but I'm, I'm saying like, yeah, I see where you're at and I see that where I'm at, where the, me and him are the opposite. It is much better to be younger and get used to chaos than it is for someone who's like me, had all these lives and career, you know, it, it, it is, it's, it's harder. I didn't grow up like that, you know, but it's, I'm so grateful. So grateful. Six months ago, you were lonely. It was a year ago when you saw my Instagram post when I first started dating Dave and you went, oh my God, you're a different human. You wrote on my post. <laughs> yes, you were smiling. And it's like, you know, whatever it is. And it's so funny because, you know, if you look at it, and this is what it is about flipping the switch in your head. If you look at it, you have manifested your best life. You've literally manifested a fucking family with a hot guy who wants to look like... <laughs> Help you. He's gonna. Do you, he's gonna love this. By the way, keep saying hot guy. Who helps you do you? You need to count your fucking blessings right now. He he makes me better in every way. Like my agent, by the way, my manager. I was on set two weeks ago doing a movie in in San Francisco, and um, I wasn't on time. And my manager went, "Where's Dave? We miss Dave because Dave is like." you know, he's a doer and he's, you know, a creative owns his own advertising. He's like, he's got the lights and, and, and I'll say, it's not due till Friday. And he'll go, well, fuck it. What are you doing now? Like tonight he made me do before I talked to you. He's like, why are we putting it off? Let's do it now. And it's like, he makes me better. You know what I mean? He makes me better. Good. You've really got it all now. It's amazing for me to see such a change in you. You have a smile, you lost weight, you've made yourself, you're doing your comeback. It may not be the way you foresaw it and many but years okay. later, but it's really okay. You've got, you know, a podcast, you're going movie roles, you've got prospects of a new life, which you didn't have a year ago. And, you know, it is a choice. Do you want another baby? Okay, if, if, if you can't have one, who gives a shit? You've got a ready-packaged family already. It's amazing. And you have a man that really loves you, which, you know, you can go out there today and I think you can probably count half your friends that don't and that would kill to be in your position. And, you know, have to remember that. And it's, life is what you make of it. And I, I really think I see a huge shift in you. I think you still have a little bit of work to do. It is so mind over matter, isn't it? It is. And it doesn't matter if you're famous or rich or people look at me and they're like, oh, they don't know my life or, or you. It's like you said on your podcast when you were talking about working hard and you were like, whether I have more money than you is immaterial. And it's like, I believe that because people look at everybody like me and I'm 
compare. It's like, it really is a choice. People think I'm on friends. Oh, what? They don't know my life, but it is a choice. No matter who you are or where you're from, you can choose to stay stuck or, and that's why I love you. Like, that's why I've always like loved you. I was like, she fucking lives her life. When we had that discussion, stay stuck between then Mm -hmm. and where you are meeting Dave, how long was it? Because, but I said to Bonnie very clearly, everyone out there in in my horrible (laughs) way, I'm like, well, I couldn't date you. I wouldn't date you, you know, if this is what I'm... No, I think you actually said, Bonnie, I don't feel sorry for you. No, sorry, my accent is not... Sorry, Bonnie, like, honestly, you just complain and you're stuck in the past. This is the worst accent ever. And I was like sitting there going, this fuck you, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) You were like, I really don't feel sorry for you. You know, yeah, it was, you were brutal. Yeah, and then when you... needed it. And then when after that, how long did, until Dave walked into your life? It was almost three months. I went home to New York. I told my mom, I was like, mom, I'm not going to meet anybody. I was doing a, a show called Blue Bloods. And um, I was like, mom, I'm done. And right when I said that, and I was like, I'm focusing on me. There he was. Right when I said, you're right. Like focus on yourself. He just, he just appeared. Is he not your dream man? The one that you really want? No, he really is. Like I've never, you know, like Sergio, I've never laughed this hard. You know, I've been with guys that are always like, you're too much. You're too loud. You're, you know, act, you know, everything. And I am a lot. Look, I am a lot. He is like, you are absolutely perfect as you are, unless I'm sleeping late and not getting shit done. And then he's like, that's not my dream girl. But as far as me being myself, he's just like, you're perfect. And I think, you know, that's, you know, really something amazing. So, you know, you've come full fucking circle. Like from when I met you to literally, (laughs) no, but it's amazing. 20 20 pounds ago. Yeah, Yeah, 20 pounds ago, not having the jobs, the dream jobs you wanted, not having the guy, feeling sorry for yourself, hitting rock bottom, and then full fucking circle. But you need to give yourself, you see, credit for that. You did all of that work on your own. No one else did that for you. And that's what's so amazing. And that's what I think, you know, Bonnie, you should be telling women out there, you know, and I think that's your story. Like, Well, I am hopefully now with you. And that's why I love your podcast. I I mentor a couple of young actresses and I'm like, you have to listen to this woman that I love because we're doing that. I hope I'm doing that too. Telling people the truth. Does begin at 40. You know, and I think we have been taught for so long that life ends at 40. When you're 40, we're we're fucked, we're washed up, it's over. There's nothing else. I think Bonnie, me, you know, and there's many more of you out there are living proof life starts now. Your new chapter, Bonnie, is so exciting because, you know, it's all starting today. And don't you wake up and go, oh my God, what's today going to bring me? Because your life literally flipped in less than three fucking months. Whether you're divorced or, or, or single, like I thought it was over for me. I met the love of my life at 46. You got divorced and you engaged to this 26 year old. Like there are no rules. And somebody said to me yesterday or the other day, you write your own fucking story. Don't, don't ever let anybody tell you what your fucking story is. I love that. We write our, we write our own fucking story. And he's like, and if somebody tries to tell you what your story is, get them the fuck out of your life. There you go. And that's where we should end this podcast because I think that's such a powerful fucking message. And you're right. You write your own story. You do you. I know I don't want to sound condescending, but congratulations on actually hitting your, <laughs> hitting your new life because you are, you're, you. you're, you're lighter 
and you can see the happiness exude from you. And that's why you're going to be great at what you're doing with the second act. And, you know, as I said to you all out there, tune in, go and listen to Bonnie's podcast. Yeah. You know, she's she's funny. She's self-deprecating. You have interesting guests and it's, you know, she has. She started a whole new life. Imagine uh, with, with children, with the man, with the fiancé. And, you know, keep watching. Mm. Keep watching both of us because this is just the beginning. Uh, we're just fucking starting, baby. And friends, 20-year reunion. I got stopped at the grocery store and this little 12-year-old was like, are you Mona from Friends? And I was like, you weren't even born when I did Friends. But you know what? That's okay, man. Uh, here we go. Let's go. Bring it. Bring it. Bring it. I can't wait to see you. So thank you so thank you. much. Bonnie, this has been amazing. Love you. I love you. Thank you for listening to Divorce Not Dead. Tune in next Wednesday for a new episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We'd love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at at Caroline Stanbury for all the the behind-the-scenes action. 